1: what is up you guys fightful.com here here with the smackdown review show i'm your host robert D. felice and i am joined on this fine friday evening by a professional wrestler a lover of pineapples a man who stepped into raw underground a man who is an amateur prosecutor and according to some of the comments here was rigged he had a rigged trial rigged jury uh, I'm here with Sug D Sugar Dunkerton. How you doing? I'm good, man. Like uh got to kick
2: back, watch a little wrestling, uh kind of drown my sorrows after uh the, the very eventful Wednesday that we had. It's like it is one thing to lose, but when you're the number one trend in the United States and you lose, a lot of people got a lot of things to say. So yeah.
1: Now, now we are definitely gonna get into that. But before we do talk about the trial of the century, we got to talk about Friday night Smackdown. And of course, guys, get your super chats in, get your or statement right on the air. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. That is our lifeblood. Uh, Alex Palowski will be doing Sour Graps covering Smackdown tomorrow. He does Sour Graps after Raw. He covers NXT. We also had the Fightful Weekender and a Q&A with Sean Ross Seth. But let's just get right into the show because... John Cena is back and John Cena kicked out this show and this Cleveland crowd was hot. What did you think about John Cena?
2: So you're going to see as a theme for me when we talk about this episode, energy. Man. And it wasn't just like the crowd. It's like the performers. And like, you know, when Cena come in and he hit the Denzel voice when he cut in the promo, you already know. You you already know it's about to be some business. And it's just, uh I was, I was really feeling it. It's like, you can tell he's not back for a check. Like, he's really out there having a good time, playing with stuff. And the other thing about it when I talk about energy, um, you know, they talk about like scripted promos all the time. In a way, like, that was scripted. That man was off the dome with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was having fun with it, dude. And um, I think he was really putting his energy out there, and the people were giving it right back. And um, I was feeling it, dude.
1: It's next level with John. John really is one of those guys, he's he's a Hogan level, he's a rock level, he's Austin. People just connect with him, and for the first time, it seems like more people are happy to see him than wanting him to go away. And he, like he did on Monday, he calls out Roman Reigns, doesn't get Roman Reigns, he gets Paul Heyman, who absolutely steals the show, yeah. doesn't even need to say who he is, just starts mocking John Cena's theme song out there. Do, 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 do. Like, Paul Heyman, this is the man. I wanted to talk about that. Who gave us ECW? He's just a violent man, and now he's out here just making fun of theme songs. What is that?
2: Bro, so the moment he started doing that, all it reminded me of was um, I don't know anybody who watches the Joe Button podcast, but Joe Button was making fun of the song Taste by Tiger, and he was doing it, and he was doing that with the so. That's all this reminded me of when he's like, I've never seen Paul Heyman skip and just be jolly and be merry. I I was just, I was captivated. I was captivated. It's
1: amazing. Here's a guy who, he is the mouthpiece for killers. He's Brock Lesnar's guy. He's Roman Reigns guy. And he's having the time of his life because honestly Paul Heyman works best with an audience and nobody is fueling that audience more than Paul Heyman. Right. Absolutely great. And surprisingly as we'll talk about that's the last we saw of John Cena tonight. We didn't see him after the promo with Paul.
2: But see but see here's the thing too. Um when you've got something like John Cena, you can't just you can't overdo it. You know, and it's like I feel like the way that they have been using him is perfect because um, okay, let's throw it to another example. So, you know how it seemed like every week we were seeing Sting for a minute on the AEW side, right? Yeah. So it's like they were just coming up with reasons to have Sting out there. And Sting is special. You you want to have him when there's something to say or when you can make a moment, right? So right now with Cena, they're making moments off of that. So it's like you got the, mo- the moment with Roman. You had the moment on Raw where of course you gotta pop, you gotta pop the rating, brother, after the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. And now you've got this cool little moment that he's got here where it's like, hey, listen, um, I want Roman. And they're not just immediately paying it off, as we saw at the end of the show, right? That's but right. We still got a cool moment with him and Heyman with the which you're gonna hear that all night. You're gonna hear that all night. When I'm in a good mood, I'm just gonna do that.
1: And look. Paul Heyman, he gets it. He started John on SmackDown 20 years ago. I'm sure Cena's having the time of his life working with Paul. But later on in the evening, Roman Reigns comes out and he addresses John Cena. He says, look, I thought we were going to get Hollywood Cena. I thought you came back fresh. Meanwhile, it's the same old thing. It's the same promo. It's boring. It's lame. It's like missionary every night. And that tribal chief doesn't get down like that. Now, I know this hits you in a very special place because you're wholesome. You're all about the wholesomeness. And Roman's out here being a creep. Roman, you you talking about acknowledging
2: and you acknowledging. Like, it was it was just more information than I needed. We, we were going somewhere. And then he was like, oh, let me swerve over here to missionary position. And then it's not that he said, I'm bored of this missionary style stuff right he implied immediately after oh we don't do that over here oh yeah we, we we be doing some other stuff over here so now it's like i'm over here just what do you mean by other things roman meanwhile you've got a a considerable female and uh gay and what have you con- um contingent of uh the timeline um, having a flash flood warning because I not know. only has he confirmed that it ain't just missionary, but he hasn't confirmed that nothing else is off the table. And I'm just
1: concerned. See, see now you've fed into all the fantasies you fed into all the fan fiction. They now know that acknowledge me is something that he is very comfortable saying and playing around with. And now the timeline's got all the more reason to thirst after Roman but that's why John Cena's trying to bring the wholesomeness. He said, I'm trying to keep the respect and the dignity in WWE. And Roman's not about to have that. Because another person who gets the timeline all bothered, Finn Balor, comes out and says, All oh. right, screw Cena, fight me. And it didn't take long for him to look at him and go, You're on. And it's not. just it's
2: like, oh. first and foremost, too, since we're talking Finn, um, again, energy, the energy level on Finn my guy, like he's, he's back. He was, you could tell he was having a good time on NXT. And then he rolls through SmackDown and it's just like, you know, the, the, the way he was amped up, the way he was throwing himself into his moves, the way that he was moving around, like, um, the energy. And I feel like a lot of them are energized too, because those crowds are back, which so important as we're seeing, like, it's so hard watching a lot of the great moments that we had during the, well, technically it's still a pandemic era, but the crowds are back. And it was hard watching a lot of those moments without real reaction being there. So now that they're getting it, you could tell who's really digging into it. And between his performance, you know, Roman cutting that killer promo and then giving veiled uh, hints as to what he's into. And then you got you got you got Finn out there. You know what I'm saying? You got Roman out there. The hurricane warnings are all, all out there. It's 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 work rate and wetness all across the timeline. Okay, the W's in Yule. You know what I mean. Uh, this is money matchup, though. This uh, is a poor
1: matchup. Morrison. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of dripsticks going around on Twitter right now. You know, Morrison's got to keep that trademark tight because we got the nerd guru over here. Look, pal. We're trying to keep this wholesome. I don't need to know what Roman gets at the table. Uh, you don't, oh, I don't even know what Roman oh. gets at the table.
2: Surely you did not mean to. Surely you do not mean to. to you you meant the head of the table, not yes. That's a typo
1: there. Clean up your act, man. That is true. Roman Reigns was getting a what chant, and that missionary line. That stopped that dead in its tracks. What can
2: you do with that? Like, <laughs> can you do that? Like, if there was one thing I wasn't looking forward to with crowds being back, it was definitely that chant. I thought that chant would be dead by now Yeah, and we're still here.
1: And WWE tried to put out a TikTok encouraging the what chance, and I just, I don't understand it. Like, why would you want that? I get, no. crowd interaction is great, but we need to bring it up into this century. That's 20 years ago. I ain't having it. Anthony Velasquez says, Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, I'm down. They never said it would be at SummerSlam, so Cena and Roman definitely still happening at SummerSlam. That is true. They never said when it would be. I'm thinking we get Cena and Finn Balor one on one. I don't think that they've done that match. I, well, and the they winner have. Gets
2: Roman. They have.
1: Um,
0: have they.
2: When Finn Balor came through and had like his little miracle evening when he debuted uh, on Raw, he uh, he beat he
1: beat, he beat Roman. Roman, yeah,
2: in that tournament for the Universal Championship.
1: But has he beaten John?
2: You talking about Finn. I'm talking about Finn and I'm talking about Finn and Roman.
1: Yeah, Finn and Roman definitely have done it before. But I'm thinking Finn, about Cena and, Finn Cena
2: gets and Roman. to
1: fight Cena and the winner gets Roman.
2: Okay, so um, you like wow, I never even thought about that because di- didn't Roman accept Finn's
1: challenge though? Yeah, but it's still John. He can still force his way into things. John has stroke.
2: I'm trying to picture that because it's like Finn versus John. No, that hasn't happened
1: before, bro. I think that'd be pretty good. But wait, Roman I think we got send. one in
2: there. Survivor series 2017, Finn and John.
1: Oh, uh, they were they were on opposite sides of the ring, but they did not uh wrestle one-on-one. It
2: wasn't a one-on-one match. Okay. Right. I'm I'm for that though, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, Cena's had plenty of time to rest.
1: So. Cena did just work a dark match at the tapings. He teamed with the Mysterios to pick up a win over, I think, Roman and the Usos, but he hasn't wrestled the match on TV. I think since uh, uh, maybe the Super Show Down Under with Bobby Lashley when he fought uh, Kevin Owens and Elias, I think so. he's,
2: I think he'll be fine though. Like knowing his kind of work ethic, like you know, I don't think with Cena that's something that just turns off. I think it's one of them cases where I think it's one of those cases where it's just waiting to go. And the thing is, I'm excited because now he's got the Brock schedule. You know what I'm saying? So he just wrestles when it's time to wrestle. He don't have to do the house shows. Mm-hmm you don't have to do all the TVs. I think it's gonna be good to go, man. That's
1: that is true. And we got Hannah M over here just being, being terrible. Roman has oh, stroke too. Good, good lord, good lord. Settle down. How, how would you know, Hannah?
2: Yeah, how really, would like you know,
1: fantasies don't account for everything, man. You know, God. The well, we only didn't...
2: stroke I want to acknowledge in this. Episode is by Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett only the Cha
1: Cha chosen one. Okay, and that's, that's right. It. Somebody hit Kid Rock, please. And uh, Finn Balor was in action though, he took on Sami Zayn. Great match! These two are always good together. You know, Finn Balor wins with the coup de grace. Fine win for Finn. I, I like it. I like that he's back on the main roster. I like that he's kicking ass again. Hopefully, the NXT excursion has him remotivated.
2: It was a fun match. And the thing that I liked about that match, too, is the fact that it never got a chance to really, like, settle. Um, You know, if we're talking in traditional wrestling terms, it's like, okay, this is, guys, everything to do. And here comes the heat, and here comes the comeback. There was just a lot of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Even the commercials didn't really hurt the flow. And, again, energy. Like, there was just good energy coming off of Sammy, good energy coming off of Finn. It was an easy watch. Like, SmackDown usually is an easy watch.
1: SmackDown is, for me at least, the better of the two main roster shows, but it's also one hour shorter, which I think helps it tremendously. Absolutely. You know? And then we go backstage, and Baron Corbin talking to Caleb Braxton. he's got a stain on his shirt. He reveals that the guy he got to set up the Corbin Fund Me just stole his identity, stole his credit cards. He has less money than he did before. And then later on, uh, Shotzi and Knox hit him in the balls with their tank and Kevin Owens, great guy Kevin Owens, I think everybody knows he's a great guy gives him some money and has to chase off uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Reed, the dirty dogs looks like Kevin Owens is actually going to try to help out Baron Corbin find his happy set.
2: So this is like a very Hallmark movie storyline. If there was, it was like this big bad dude now he's trying to, you know, he's rock bottom now he's trying to, you know, turn on turn another leaf over. By the way, shout out to uh, Hans Molman. I haven't seen a groin shot that good since man <sighs> hit in the in the groin by football. Football in good. the groin, I mean, I indeed.
1: Played. That is that is a cinema masterpiece. Football in the groin. Uh, McBain couldn't do it any better, but he tried. Hans Man is where it's at. Support your independent artists. You it's the I mean? Oscar
2: winner every year, all year, if I had something to do with that. By the way, Baron Corbin looks how I felt during that court case uh, Wednesday evening. Because, like, my, oh, man. Yeah, it, it was rough. It was
1: rough. Uh, we got another super chat here from Richie Goodace. Says, for the longest time, I didn't think Roman was the guy he was. He was just in the wrong role. Roman rules. And I I agree. Roman kicks ass right now. Roman is living his best life. This character is the best we've ever seen of Roman. And it's just been phenomenal to watch this run.
2: Well, he's been real detailed with his work from like, uh, just like the word choices, uh, the the looks or the things that he does in the middle of his stuff like he's become a very detailed character from his matches to his promos to all of that stuff and it's just compelling stuff to watch and what i like about it too is he's such a good heel it's getting yeah any baby that he's in there with over it's like and the thing is he's so captivating to watch you know because sometimes people can be so polarizing with cena but it's the perfect storm because Cena's been gone so long, people don't want to hate on him. And Roman's been a dick for so long that it's like it's the perfect storm of things. And we got Balor coming back at the time he's coming back, too. It's it's good. It's good storytelling.
1: And indeed, it is good storytelling. And, you know, we got another super chat here from the nerd guru saying, Balor looked great tonight, as he should be. But if they drop the ball again, I think he's gone. I think there's a Bullet Club feud that needs the creator. That is true. Everywhere right now, the Bullet Club is having a good time. AEW impact. Balor could be in the mix if you wanted to be.
2: This it's it's wild times right now, man, because it's like you got WWE with their universe. (laughs) Like, not to make the comparison, right? But like you got WWE and they're just contained in their little universe, but they still know how to make cool moments happen, right? Yeah. And then it's like over here, everywhere else, uh, no spoilers, but they literally had like the season six, the not the not the season six, but the episode six low-key ending, where like now you've got all these different possibilities all over the place where how people are showing up in companies. And it's it's wild, like just to see what could happen and where people could go at this point in time. So I think it's good for people who like wrestling because you you just don't know what you're gonna get at this point. And WWE, say what you will. When they when they when they fall on their face, they fall on their face. But when they try to deliver a moment and they deliver, pfft, it's good stuff.
1: Everybody, you know, it, it does kind of feel like Doctor Strange is handling the booking outside of WWE <laughs> because the multiverse <laughs> is definitely a thing and it's colliding and it's good to see. Yo, th-
2: like like Tony Khan's ch- cutting checks though, like. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at what he's bringing together and how this stuff is going together. It's like, hey, you want a death match on American TV? Cool. Go crazy. You want Nick Gage on regular? Like, like, I thought Nick Gage would have been something they would have saved for pay-per-view. Hell no.
1: Let's go do it next week. TV's making more money. Why not put Nick Gage on TV? Now, you put Nick Gage on TV and he goes too far, then we'll know where the line is. But I think... That'll be fun to see. But that's, the, that's the beauty, that's of, the it, beauty
2: of it. That's the beauty of it. If
1: hilarious. there was ever a guy
2: that I would have never thought would get to TV, but I'm so glad it's happening for him, it's Nick Gage. Like, you see a guy like Nick Gage, you know his story, you see what's going on, and it's just one of them cases where, like, there's an intrigue there. There's, like, an aura that's very hard to get from people because anybody who's seen a Nick Gage match or been in a locker room with him, that man is real. Like he loves this. He literally died for this and came back. So whether it's one off or whether it turns into something, I hope Nick Gage makes millions and millions and millions of dollars at whatever it is that he does. And I hope he lives long enough to be able to eat all the whoppers that he can enjoy. And like just do good, man. And for all the people that got something to say about uh his background and his past and what that's gotta do with wrestling, um, I just say,
1: mm, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's all you really need to say. Now we got yeah. another super chat here. Maybe one close to home for you from Valabar saying, no justice, trial was rigged. We've been cheated, wholesome gang, canned, hoodwinked, flim fan, bamboozled. All I'm saying is that anytime I had an
2: objection, I was I was come down on, like this, this trial was about Faye Jackson. But I received more questions. Then Fay Jackson and I was the prosecutor. Okay, when you got the bailiff, the judge, the defense attorney, the witnesses coming down on you, I don't know what to tell you.
1: I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna tell you know who was you not. You know who was not at the trial, and it might have helped you if he was. Big E, Big E Langston, he skipped out on the trial because he says it was past his bedtime,
2: nine
1: th- thirty. You know, and it checks out too because eight thirty he's on TV. I guess he had to make it to bed because Biggie he gets into it. He thanks the crowd. Apollo comes out, tries to say, you know, I'm still Intercontinental Champion. Ziggler and Root come out for some reason, and they're talking about if anybody should be Intercontinental Champion, it's them. Then Nakamura comes out. Cesaro comes out. Everybody brawls, and they have a dark tag team match, but we don't see it because we go over to Rolling Loud. Oh, yeah. I
2: thought this was going to be – I thought this was Six Man City. I was ready for it. Um – I guess it made sense until, like, I'm with you on the whole uh, the dirty dogs thing, yeah. Because last time I saw like the little co parenting of a title was like, uh, Lay Cool Layla, we miss you, yes, we miss you, yes, indeed, yeah. Okay, so, um, as I was saying, um, wholesome thoughts, wholesome thoughts, um, as I was saying um nope like nobody's done the co-parenting with a title thing before so i guess they're trying to do that but like i think that would have been a fire six man if they had went ahead and just ran with it but
1: now the live crowd did get to see it the baby faces did win the match good time for them uh joe pearl asking who is this langston i speak of you see joe i i put respect on the man's name that's what he wants that's what i give him he wants the langston i'll give him the langston even if his company does not now, but we go over to Rolling Loud, and Rolling Loud was supposed to have Big E, but instead we get Wale introducing the Street Profits, and Angela Dawkins successfully beats Chad Gable, followed by Bianca Belair beating Carmella. What did you think about WWE at Rolling Loud?
2: So I'm I'm honestly a bit torn um, on it because I was excited and I thought the entire show was happening from Rolling Loud, and then I realized they were gonna do a split, and it's like okay, that's cool. So when I initially see it, that is a crazy setup to be in front of all those people, the way that that's set up and everything. Right. Um, you know, I'm looking through the timeline too, while I'm watching it just to get an idea. Like, it's not just me. I hope I'm not going crazy or anything. And when I'm getting a look, it's like, um, okay. The matches they had were fine. What to me, when you've got a casual, ultra, ultra, ultra casual crowd, like they came for the baby, they came for little baby, they came for, you know, all of that, I feel like you got to throw something out there that's really going to make them be like, oh, for real? Like, what, what's what's this? Like, um, you know, they, they have people jump brands all the time. So, like, that one-time Jeff Hardy appearance, or maybe you put Montez versus Ricochet one time, six minutes, all gas, no breaks. And just let them do dumb stuff for a little bit, blow some people's high because they can't yeah. believe what they're seeing, you know. Um, but I'm not the Booker. They're just putting out what they're putting out. What they're putting out. The matches were fine, but it's like they were matches for a crowd that's not used to pro wrestling. To me, the way that that looked,
1: it seemed like they were going paint by numbers. Now, like Bianca, I would have immediately had Bianca start whipping Carmella with the hair. Because people would have, people would have been like, "Oh, okay, I get this. Even if I don't watch this, or even if I haven't seen wrestling outside of John Cena, Randy Orton, I get this. I like this. I would have skipped the singles match and maybe found another one to do. Maybe like a, like you said, like a Ricochet or like a Jeff Hardy. I'm something to maybe get the crowd hyped, even though obviously they're not there for wrestling.
2: I want a, I want something to happen in one of those matches." where everybody got to pull their phone out because they know they about to see something crazy or whatever it is. Like, I'm not saying it's got to be too over the top, but for that kind of crowd, if you got like somebody going to the top rope about to come off with something or big dive or something like that, something that's just going to make people pull their phones out. Um, the other thing I could not help but miss. Um, I can't believe I'm saying it. I, I, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I miss Morrow. This yeah. was tailor-made for Morrow to commentate on and he was not there. And it was so weird hearing uh, like like this This to me is like a for the culture call out right here. It's so weird for like Michael Cole and Pat McAfee to be dropping oh little baby and yeah uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying ASAP Rocky you meant ASAP Rocky and it's uh, like we never hear you really talk about these guys any other time unless there's something to plug. And it's like it just came off so, like, name-droppy. Yeah. Like, even though some people were getting on moral about the fact that's like, why does he always got to bring up a rap lyric? Why he always got to bring up a rapper? You can tell he loves it, and I think he would have just benefited. You don't know what you got till it's gone, man.
1: It's true. You know, I would have put something, like, I thought maybe Sasha would have come back last week. Maybe uh-huh. then you put Sasha Banks and Bianca. In like a twenty-minute match at Rolling Loud, it's if you don't know her from wrestling, you might know her from The Mandalorian. Something, something to sure. get the people excited. But maybe they'll be back next year. I hope they are, and it would be a lot better if they know what they're doing next time. Like, got the nerd guru saying, "Mara and Pat McAfee would be my absolute dream team." I encourage you to find the promo Pat cut on Colts tonight. It's oh. hilarious.
2: Oh. <laughs> okay. You definitely well, got well, do it all here.
1: There I was mean, a promo. McAfee is great. McAfee. Oh, I love he it. Definitely love
3: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate. Simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
1: It. he's definitely passionate so it's exciting to see him there but i agree somebody else could have probably done a little bit more justice to this i am glad that they were there though it's cool to see wwe branching out again
2: the feel of commentary also i like it because I think they're not trying so hard to have one of them be like the bad guy commentator and one of them be the good guy commentator. It's just two guys just watching it and reacting to what's going on. And um, I think they got great chemistry together, man. Like I have fun with it. That was the only bit that just had me kind of like, and maybe it's not so off brand for Pat, but it's like, it was so rapid fire with all the names they were dropping and this and that and all this other stuff. And I'm like... Uh, like, great concept. This this ain't it all the way, but I'm glad it's happening. Hopefully it'll happen again in some other fashion or whatever it is. Um, It does make me think uh if we had a company like, say, Impact, I really think Impact could have, like, with their kind of roster, could have went to Rolling Loud and did some wild, wild stuff, some crazy stuff.
1: I agree. You know, Impact would have had some fun with it. Maybe even... AEW hooks up with the festival down the line. it would be a lot of fun. I am just so happy to see wrestling branching out from just wrestling. Because even though we all love it, it's not the end all be all. And they could stand the rub from some of these other brands. Got a super chat here from Cyclops saying, justice for Faye, no justice, no peace for McQueen. Thoughts? Look, man,
2: y'all let a menace walk, okay? Ooh. This was this, this this was this was straight OJ. Simpson behavior on her behalf. She walked after like having okay the the jury was never was never discussed. we never we never discussed striking or putting together a jury. All these all these witnesses that were put out to antagonize me read courtroom. I did my best to keep my composure, but I'm only human. And in the moment that she gets found not guilty, it's not even 10 minutes later that she drops the freaking picture that she could have just dropped in the first place in some very O.J. behavior. All, I'm now, saying, all are, are,
1: are you saying there was a hung jury?
2: That is not what I said. And, you know, it's the sm- look It you were smirking. You 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 were in a smirk, okay? you don't get the Paul Heyman do do do. You get the, the Joe
3: do-do-do. Yeah,
1: fair enough. Had to try it. Do, 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 do. Uh send your super chat again and I will read it. Oh yeah, I read this. No justice. He reacted. He appreciates the support.
2: See, now that one is a do do do. do. That one is that one, okay? There's a difference. I get it. Thank you, bro.
1: So we also had Tony Storm debut tonight. She fought Zelina Vega, and she beat Zelina Vega. Simple, clean. I like it.
2: That That's how you introduce somebody. Hey, this is a hot prospect. Put over her stuff. Comes in there. Handles business. We move on to the next thing. Tony uh, dropping that ruby cutter for a finish. The first time I seen anybody do that was Dean Allmark uh, on his Instagram. So... Um, it was bound to happen. Somebody was going to get it. If she can hit it that clean every time, that's going to be a mad finish, man. Like, I love it.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that she's on SmackDown. She is a baby face. She wasn't on NXT, but it is a different world. And I'm just glad to see her there. Zelina is still on a losing streak, but she'll find her path. And whenever they put her again with, like, another talent to manage, whether it's Angel Garza or whoever it may be, I think Zelina will be back to kick an ass.
2: I, I I don't know really what's going on over there. Cause there was a lot of fanfare about her coming back. Cause I think everybody expected her not to. And um, it's just like, for me, if you're going to have that kind of fanfare about somebody coming back, I guess you want to do something like you want to, you want to have a story or you want to have something to pursue. So I'm just waiting to see what it is. You know,
1: you know, it's a little surprising. No Liv Morgan several weeks. Now the women's division has been built around her and there was no Liv Morgan tonight to pay off from even the disappointment of losing money in the bank.
2: I feel like Liv, like I, I'm, I'm wondering, especially over the last few years, because like she's the, she's the last Riot Squad member standing. Um, I feel like they'll have these moments where they give her a lot of attention and then it just goes away like that. And the thing is, I think for anybody that's been watching, she's definitely had a chance to really improve on a lot of areas. For the time that she's been on the main roster and i'm just waiting on her to get like a
1: i think we might have a bit of a delay Uh, we did lose uh, I'm guessing it's one of the uh those Faye Jackson supporters, but what you gonna do?
2: All right, all right. Was that was me?
1: Yeah, that was you. My bad. See, Faye trying to hack my internet too. So she she ruined my life. She uh, ruined my life. Another now dropping F's in the chat. I think it's supposed to be for respect for you, but it's backfiring. It's F for Faye. What are you gonna do? Ruin my life,
2: man. <sighs> yeah, ruin my life. They're gonna take my license, dude. They're gonna take my license to practice.
1: <laughs> but I do appreciate Zelina being back. I hope that they put her with someone. You know what are you gonna do?
2: Uh, All you can do is just hope for the best.
1: And then we got Jimmy Uso with the uh, Jay Uso in there with Dominic. Got a little sloppy at the end, like they were clearly trying to go for some kind of uh, roll up counter roll up, and they got there eventually. A full Uso came into the ring to put his feet there to support his brother. Referee doesn't say anything. I don't know where these referees get their eyes checked. It's concerning. But uh, Jimmy gets the win, and the Mysterios are back to being underdog babyfaces. I'm cool with it. These tag team divisions are just like they're dead. They need to merge them or something. They need to do something with the tag teams. I miss seeing good competitive tag team wrestling.
2: Well, you you know, like, it's an ebb and flow. It's a cycle, right? So, like, WWE will have moments where they'll just have a bunch of great tag teams at one time. And then they'll have moments where they just split everybody up. So, like, it gets real real weird. And it's like, at the very least, I guess if you're going to have the SmackDown tag team titles on anybody, why not the Usos? I mean, they're an awesome team when it's all said and done. Um... I know it would definitely solve a lot of problems of what to do with people if they put some tag teams together. But in the meantime, what can you do?
1: You know, you got a guy like Bobby Roode. He's in the tag team division when it's like, Bobby Roode could have been a world champion. Bobby Roode's been on pay-per-views with Sting, Kurt Angle. He could have been in that world title picture. Dolph Ziggler should have been a world champion a decade ago. I just feel like there are other people you could use by putting them in a tag team. Yeah, uh, that that's about all you can say at the end of the day. And I, like,
2: I I just don't make the decisions, and like, but the things that I definitely do notice are, it's like, um, <sighs> what what's what's the best way I can put it? Like, uh, I feel for a lot of the guys that do the NXT run and then come up because uh, you definitely start seeing, like, I imagine with NXT having a more tighter knit team. And there are people who really are taking that time to understand and kind of craft this stuff. Like there was the discourse about carrying cross, you know, and how, like, this is a man that they specifically put in a position to be undefeated, never put his shoulders to the mat, etc. etc. And then he comes to Raw, and then it's like, you know,
1: yeah, Jeff Hardy
2: gets yeah. Getting beat. But the thing about it is, it's like, um. That should really let people know it's a different world once you get ready to go ahead and do that. And, like, whether you watched OVW back in the day when it was a development territory or all this other stuff, um, they're really letting you know that when they come to SmackDown or when they come to Raw, it's a different world. And a lot of these people that they have, I imagine, on creative don't necessarily know how to translate this lightning that they had at NXT. All the way up to this major brand. And it's a little sad because you would think in some cases it'd be simple, but like in a case of Bobby Roode, we we missed the we missed the boat. But we can say and that about it. a
1: lot of guys. And like I don't know how you miss the boat on a guy like Bobby Roode when he's been ready to go. You have so many people in WWE backstage who've been in the ring with him. Just just work with them. But it is a different world, and it's that's all it is at the end of the day. But guys, get some super chats in, get your question or a statement right on the air, like this one I had missed from Richard Goodis, saying, it's like Big E didn't need to be in the segment he was in because he's moved past the IC title. Yeah, I'm ready to see Big E just challenge for a world championship. And Dolph Ziggler even said, when he gets it, it'll be one of the best moments ever if they do it right.
2: Uh, so here's my question for you, because this is, this is a, a big theory that's going on. And I I wonder if we'll ever get to that. But, you know, you can't help but ask. Do they they move the title over to Cena? Or is E finally the one to unseat Roman?
1: I don't think they move it over to Cena because I think he's gone after SummerSlam. I would love to see E try. But if he tries, he has to win. Like, that's the thing. If you're going to have him try, he has to win because it'll be such... An important moment for the crowd, and as we've seen with these hot crowds, there's no reason to kill a crowd if you can give them exactly what they want. So whenever he does try, I assume it'll be Roman, and I hope he wins it.
2: I, call me crazy. I think I think there's gonna be a switch. Bef- like to me, I get the I get it because of the of the way they they put Roman's reign together. It'd be crazy for E to be the one, like, after all these people roaming his beat, it'd be crazy if E was the one to go ahead and do it. He'd be like an instant made man. He already is a made man, but that would, through the roof. But, I got a feeling they're gonna move it before then. And, like, I don't think it's necessarily the craziest thing in the world if the schedule permits, if they move it to Cena. I think it might happen.
1: I think it would be a great moment. I think Cena is, for a lot of people, he's a Our Hulk Hogan, you know, so I think that would be an awesome moment. I just don't think it happens at the expense of Roman Reigns because he's on a run that you just, you can't kill. And no, we didn't go over uh, Seth and Edge. We're going to get to that in a little bit.
2: Look, Cena said that he's got to do it from missionary position, okay? Because Roman disrespected missionary, so he's got to take the title, not just to get WWE back on track, but to put respect back on missionary again.
1: it it really is Cena is out there fighting for the Hank Hills of the world that are saying there's nothing wrong with the same old same old what? What? exactly Exactly. and and there's nothing wrong with it but we did have a segment here with Seth Rollins and Edge, Edge comes out and he says he's been in the brood, he's been in the Ministry of Darkness, I don't know if this means he's going to start being a gothic vampire again, what a call out he does what promise out. pain for Seth Rollins. Now, this has been building for seven years. Seth Rollins had literally said, I'm going to kill you anyway. Now he might have his chance. I hope this isn't a one-on-one regular match. I hope it's no DQ. I hope it's uh, TLC. Something with physicality being allowed to go to the next level whenever they do decide to do it.
2: Dude. Okay. Can we, can we talk about Seth Rollins for a minute? Seth Rollins has reached the point with this character that he's in where it's like his laugh makes me laugh because it's so overblown. It's like 60s Batman. The way that he laughs, like he's always twirling the mustache every time he's talking about something and it's it's just oh god. Like like him during this whole segment is like a whole capsule of just the character that he's on shouldn't work, but he's so like waist deep into it it just works <laughs> they love my trap they love my trap <laughs> i think he's like i always feel like whoever he's about to feud with he's about to tie to the train tracks and like that's that's the that's the near fall like the train tracks or whatever it is but i love it i love what he's on it's working for him
1: it is, it is. i like edge more as a heel but he hasn't gotten to work in front of a crowd so if we do ever see him turn again I don't think it'll be for anytime soon, but I know we had a super chat here. I'm hoping I didn't miss it. Asking about the potential of doing something with Beth and Becky, which I think would be great. You know, I might've missed it. So if you can send that one again, please do. But Becky did get in edge's face when she was starting her, uh, I'm the man character. So I'd like to see Becky added in when it's time. But Becky's so beloved and Rollins is so reviled. Like, there's no way you can put them together right now. They
2: got to be careful how they, you're absolutely right. They got to be careful. I don't think it necessarily needs it. It would be cool to see, but it's like, how do you maneuver that? Especially without what you're saying, damaging Becky.
1: Right. Because even when they had them together as both baby faces, there were a lot of people saying, oh, well, the chemistry there is off. The chemistry there would be really off now with them coming from two totally different sides of it. I got Cyclops here saying there's nothing wrong with Missionary with a little bit of eye contact. And <laughs> I, I, All right. Nothing wrong with some good eye contact. I, I do agree. Eye hey, contact are you, are you, are
2: you, Hey, are you looking? Hey, 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 hey. Look at me. See that? Look at me. Yes.
1: We're having a moment.
2: We're having a moment right now, man. Do you, are you feeling something right
1: now? I, I am. Okay. I am.
2: All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I've. I gotta hit you with the smolder.
1: Stop. You know what? I think we just had a moment.
2: Okay. I think we did.
1: That, that was. That was beautiful. And I thank you.
2: All right. All right. You know. But now, can't let Roman get all the all the wetness moments. I can't you let you can't,
1: can't. It's just not fair. Roman's out there causing a flood, and we're just trying to catch some of the downpour. You know, it's just it's not it's not fair.
2: Who said that? I see somebody in the chat. I got the chat running on the side. Who said that's how how Suge lost? Man, I'm, all right,
1: all right. Let's let's I, listen. That was SmackDown. Ugh. That was SmackDown. We got uh finn roman happening let's let's just let's get into this trial let's okay, let's God. get into this trial <laughs> what what happened you got austin oh, creed. Man, why are you
2: say it like that like
1: what happened because okay, you got austin creed sitting there watching i know he's a creep squad guy you got uh drake maverick was there you're breaking twitter spaces what like what, what's happening
2: so okay um first and foremost I would just like to point out, this wasn't like some kind of planned thing or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Faye, under her own volition, decided that she was going to go out there and tweet what she tweeted about Big E. So me being me and seeing all the discourse that it caused on the timeline, I, I have no... It, look, Faye is like a, a sister that I did not want. I never asked for. Okay? I have my 11-year-old brother, like my 11-year-old older brother Um, I did not need a sister in my life, but just did not, but here she is. So I have no interest in any news that she has to show, even though I know there would be plenty of people, but I am big on people keeping their promises. And she was ducking and dodging, trying to keep this promise. So the talk went to, to doing a court thing because we had a shout out to Seahawk. Um, we had his trial on Twitter spaces and we had like a crazy turnout for that. I think we did like 500, 600 there. So um, we just decided to run with it. And we broke the room like two or three times because I yeah. think it was 1,200 plus. And then, But they kept coming back every time. I thought it would get lower every time the room broke. But it's like more people kept coming in. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a different kind of pressure in there, man, because I thought we were just having a little court case in front of some interested parties. And then you start seeing all these check marks coming in there and all this other stuff like that. And I thought my game was down tight, okay? I stuck to the facts. I discussed that promises were made and they were broken, the ducking and dodging, the card subject to change. And then things tripped up on me because Swole does what Swole does. And then they calling special witnesses into my character. And we got bailiffs that are talking about they gonna beat me down. And you got judges saying that I ain't shit. And It does a lot to a man's soul,
1: okay? I can only imagine.
2: So I had a good cry about it after that night, but I woke up the next day, I took all the L's in my mentions, but remember ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to take this piece of positivity with you. If you get enough L's, specifically, it only takes two. One L and another L eventually leads to a learning lesson that will lead you to a W. Yeah. <laughs> because we are winning. Because we trended number one. Suge trended number three. Everybody's living. Black wrestling Twitter was going crazy. And furthermore, I think the biggest thing too is uh if it's right back to just being compelling. If you got a, a story that people want to see, you got good characters to be able to tell it. You have a space that you can bring people around to do it. You can make some crazy stuff happen. Like never did I think in the world that Faye Jackson and all BS aside, she does deserve it. I never thought I would see the day that um, a non-contracted, never been signed to anything, just totally honest, totally beautiful, voluptuous black woman's wrestler who is now retired would be the number one trend in all of America with no help from TV. Crazy things happen every day, guys.
1: I mean, that speaks to the power of just the community in general, but you know, never say never in wrestling, everybody does come out of retirement. Do you think this attention was enough to at least already get the wheels in motion and say, hey, maybe I'm not done? <laughs> um,
2: I know there's there's other trials in the works and everything to that effect, um, I know Dunkerton and Dunkerton. We're gonna have to take a moment to get our our lives together. We it, that really rocked the offices. The fact that the prosecution didn't go good. I'm still undefeated in defense trials, but that prosecution thing really took me out. However, um, not to plug, but to plug, um, I'll be recording the first episode of my new podcast next week. Um, Suge has no answers, and I'm actually going to have the innocent innocent party, Faye Jackson, along with her defense attorney, uh Swole, on the episode. And uh, we're going to get a little bit more in depth behind the scenes about that. And we're also going to talk about a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, I think black women's wrestlers have a ton of influence on wrestling culture. But I feel like as far as centerpieces and focal points, it's very rare to ever see them get that. So um we'll definitely have that conversation from two that I feel are really great at that. So um Sugar has no answers coming everywhere that you can get podcasts we recording next week. Yep.
1: That is awesome. And what about bookings? Where can people book you? Where can they follow you? All that good stuff.
2: At Sugar Dunkerton on Twitter, but you know this already because yeah, right you there, adding me and trash talking me since Wednesday night, man. Um at Sugar Dunkerton for show um on Instagram, prorustletees.com slash sugar dunkerton. I got shirts. I got all sorts of shirts. Buy a shirt. It's great. Um i um, I often talk about my bookings a lot on Twitter. Like uh this weekend I'm gonna be going to New South. So me and Dan Housing can tangle housing and I slap him around housing or whatever it is, like housing, 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 whatever. Housing. Um and, yeah, other than that, dude, it's, like, um, it's just strange times, like, like, just thinking about Wednesday just seems so surreal. Yeah. Like, I'm just so used to Twitter being, like, a toxic space sometimes, and you're constantly trying to avoid the puddles. But, like, for one day, it was just a bunch of people from different companies and fans and all this other stuff getting together for something stupid, and everybody just had fun.
1: Yeah, and that was good to see. We were actually on with the post-AEW show, and this trial was all anyone wanted to talk about. So that was amazing to see you guys do that. That was awesome. Guys, if I missed your super chat, resend it, and we will get to it again. Okay. Those face supporters are devious, trying to silence the truth. Fight the good fight. I know you appreciate that. Also, do you think we could get a new John Cena look by Summerfest? Jeremy will-
2: Pivot reference
1: yes i would love to see a new john cena look i'm not crazy about the green but they have invested in that green and gold so i don't think we're getting new anything by summer
2: let's keep it real if john cena came out the curtain in in the in the debuted against kurt angle matching boots with the matching biker tights y'all be like what the hell guys what is this no that's not what you want okay you want the jeans shorts with the sneakers, all of this going on and whatnot. You you say that you want a new look until he give you a new look. Same you know, thing.
1: I think John at this point, there's no reason to change John Cena. He's he's golden. Uh somebody's saying right. Jeremy Lambert is a savage. He is, and he's great, and he was also live at SmackDown tonight. Uh is I like John. I'm not crazy about the green, but I think to change John Cena right now, it's not worth it. Well, it's think, iconic now. Yeah.
2: That's the I, look. It's, it's just like when Hogan, when Hogan didn't do the red and yellow right away, and then he bought it back, and everybody was just
0: yes, that's what
2: we wanted. You know, that's the look.
1: That's it. And that is cool. And that will about do it for us tonight on the fightful SmackDown. Uh, review show thank you all support suge support him buy a t-shirt he's got to pay for legal fees because he's going to sue some people for all the bullshit they Mental put him injury. through Mental support injury. fightful select that is our lifeblood sean had stories this week about randy orton about some guy named cm punk that may or may not have broke the internet support fightful select support everything we got going on follow me on twitter at dude Felice. check out everything i'm doing every day over at Fightful.com. And that'll do us in. And until next time, guys, we're out. Had a great time, man.
2: Y'all be good. Doop, doop.
1: Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three, and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third party tested for heavy metals and recently earned the Purity Award from the
3: Clean Label Project. But
1: don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.